This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Tuesday, November 17th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU football movie casting director, Jerem Jordan. Looks like uh, we have another uh, guy in the biz, which is good. He's going to be the next rock. His name's Longi Tuifua. So he used to play for BYU. Uh, p- played a year or two. L- look at him. Look at him on the li- Lifetime uh, in a Christmas movie. He said, uh-oh, I might have accidentally found myself in a Christmas movie. <laughs> I'm guessing it wasn't an accident. Uh, but listen, Longy's a good-looking dude. I think he's got a shot here. Very handsome. Not that you have to be a good-looking dude to be in a movie, but let's be honest, it helps. Very skilled. The glasses. The glasses. Are, uh, nice touch. Very nice touch, yeah. yes. The, the sweater, the scarf. Is your home a Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas time watching home? Sadly, yes. Uh, Whitney watches Hallmark ad nauseum. Like, I'm <laughs> trying to get a minute in on something and it's just hallmark constantly in fact we put up our christmas tree sunday typically we're like a post thanksgiving fam did a little early i don't know we got bored whatever yes at quarantine we did the same thing our christmas tree went up our decorations are going up yeah we're not in quarantine but yeah i think we're excited to get 2020 over with it's like hey let's just let's just fast forward this holiday thing yeah it's not like 21 is going to be much better initially. You know what I mean? It just kind of is what it is. At least we can walk outside and do stuff, unlike this, uh, this what is, felt like March through September. This is true. This is true. I can't wait for the next Melissa Joan Hart and uh, Mario, what's his name? From I'm Saved out. By the Bell. I'm out. Uh, remind remind me of his last name. I have no idea. Slater from Saved by the Bell. Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. Thank you. You do know what I'm talking about. No, the, wherever you're going, I don't want anything to do with Melissa, it. I just can't wait for the Melissa John Hart, Mario Lopez movie to come out on Lifetime or Hallmark. <laughs> I think there's a 75 Days of Christmas movie marathon running on ABC Family, too. So you got that going for you. Two thumbs Are up we on? to your Tuesday show lineup. Is there anything BYU football can do against North Alabama to improve their national resume? They're a huge favorite. I go one-on-one with BYU running back Tyler Algier to discuss Saturday goals and his legendary Lego play. Plus, is it Taysom time finally in New Orleans? Or does the starting job belong to famous Jameis? Don't forget Top 5 Tuesday featuring tomorrow's NBA draft hopeful Yoli Childs and our tribute to a BYU football all-time great. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football plays game 9 this Saturday against FCS foe North Alabama live on BYU TV right here and BYU Radio always. Cougars are favored by 47.5 points, have a 99.8% chance to win according to ESPN. But Kalani says he isn't about style points. I like winning. That's, I mean, I, I want to be at our best and then win the game. And then whatever happens and however everybody evaluates it, uh, that's, that, that they can see it however they want. I, I think the most important thing for us is to be at our best this weekend. Pre-game begins on BYU Radio 1 Eastern with Cougar Pre-Game Live, followed by Countdown to Kickoff at 2 Eastern. Uh, during the game on BYU TV and the app, uh, in addition to the regular experience, We'll have a unique second screen experience. Spencer, David Nixon, Mitch Matthews, who's expecting his first child today with Maddie, uh, on the BYU TV app as well. So a busy week for Mitch Matthews. Yeah, 
I can't believe that uh, he agreed to actually do this while having a baby with his wife, man. Well, at about day three or four, you won out of there, too. (laughs) No comment. There's a quarterback shuffle in New Orleans. Drew Brees, yikes, suffering multiple rib fractures and a collapsed lung. Serious stuff in the first half of the Saints' 27-13 win over the San Francisco 49ers last Sunday, which, of course, could mean more Taysom Hill. But will Taysom start? He's listed as QB2 on the depth chart. Former Heisman winner Jameis Winston replaced Breeze, however, primarily after his injury. The Saints host the Falcons Sunday at 1 Eastern. Much more to discuss on this in just a moment. Furious Jake Toulson, former Cougar, impressed at the NBA G League Elite Camp Combine Endurance Drill, which consists of five minutes of consecutive game speed spot three-pointers. Toulson shot an astounding 78% on the drill, tying for first with St. Mary's Jordan Ford. The NBA draft is tomorrow night. Former BYU football player Zach Erickson named the new head football coach at Snow Junior College. Erickson was a member of the 2006 Mountain West Conference Championship team at BYU that went 11-2 and finished number 16 in the country. This marks his 12th year of coaching football between high school in Texas at Skyline High School in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. Now transitioning to Snow College, of course, his wife Julie was a former standout for BYU women's golf and golf coach along with Kerry Roberts. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Eighth-ranked BYU football is a 47.5-point favorite on Saturday, as Jerem just pointed out. Only a 99.8% chance to win. UVU was 99.9 to win uh, a couple years ago. The Cougars, you may have heard, are unbeaten, 8-0, respected by national analysts and have a legit Heisman Trophy candidate and first-round NFL quarterback draft projection. But, Jerem, is there anything BYU and or Zach Wilson can do to improve their status Saturday against a team like North Alabama? Not much. You just need to show up and do what you're supposed to do, which is win and win convincingly. Hopefully stay healthy, right? Uh, I'm hoping that Lupini Cato and Zane Anderson and Tyler Batty maybe don't play. This isn't the game they need to play, although Tyler Batty's a young guy. That'd be fine. But save Lopini Katoa and Zane Anderson's ankles for San Diego State when that's a tougher challenge, certainly. And that's one of the top four toughest games on the schedule, we'd think. So you, and would secure a New Year's Six game should BYU win, we think. So, no, not a ton unless Zach does something crazy like throws seven touchdown passes. I would say he could negatively affect his stock a little bit if he threw, say, multiple interceptions or something. Um, that, could, that could be an issue. But I, I would say if he shows up and he throws for 250 and three-plus touchdowns, it's like, all right, check the box, keep the uh, completion percentage high. There's not a ton BYU can do. Listen, if BYU is still undefeated at the end of the year, people are going to notice the Cougars. Just stay undefeated, stay healthy, and stay thirsty, my friends. By nature, the idea of an FBS versus FCS team just isn't compelling. It's going to be really tough for any FBS team to make a statement on a national stage against a lower-tier opponent like this. 47 and a half points. If BYU wins by 50, okay. That's like, yeah, okay, yeah. They did what we expected them to do. They got to win by 47 and a half to cover? This is crazy. Hopefully it's 34-plus because that was the margin at Boise State. <laughs> like, if BYU wins by 40, are we going to be like, oh, what's wrong with the Cougars? No, uh, you shouldn't be. No, but it, it depends. If it's 60 to 28, like, yeah, do, 
play play the perfect game is what Kalani Sitake said. That's that's the goal. BYU's never going to play that game. That's the idea is they're going to continually pursue that. So as a team, I don't think there is much BYU can do it. They could win, as Trevor Maddich said yesterday, by 100 points. And people would be like, wow, they scored 100 points? That's really rude. Why did they do that? Mm-hmm. And it would look bad on BYU. So, <laughs> Well, just let's hope North Alabama onside kicks it in the fourth <laughs> so that BYU keeps the starters in. <laughs> Come out, look fresh, look sharp, yep. do your thing, yep. score 40 points in the first half, win by 45 or 50, status quo. However... There is something that BYU can do that other teams are not doing on Saturday, Jerem, and that's just play a game. Mm-hmm. Play a game. You're telling us, like, what is that? All of these postponements still, and they're just adding up once again. Miami can't play against Georgia Tech. Texas A&M can't play against Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Louisiana Tech can't play against Louisiana Monroe. That list is growing, and so BYU, just by showing up and playing a game, that feels like a victory. They're going to get to 9-0. and So don't take it for granted, BYU fans, that the Cougars are going to play a football game on Saturday, regardless of the opponent, because other teams would love to have the opportunity to play anybody. Just ask the Colorado Athletic Director or Arizona State or any of the schools I just mentioned. Talk to Utah. Yes. Didn't played yet. Playing a game is really important now. Just, just getting on the field. So that, to me, is something that BYU can do. They can achieve a victory just by getting on the field and having their highlights on TV. People like, oh, eighth-ranked BYU played. They're going to have to show them, even if it's ugly, because other games aren't happening. Yeah, it'll be something, right? And a little BYU TV watermark in there won't hurt either. Clyde's Takis teams have not blown out. uh, Well, yes, blowouts, but they haven't put out a gajillion points against FCS teams. In order, 37-7, 20-6, 33-42-10. I expect BYU to get to 50 or 60 in this game. That that would be the ideal When you score 51 against Boise State, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you need to you need to get more points on the board than that. Yeah, let's go. Uh, and Zach Wilson should have a big game. I mean, he's had big games in almost every game this year, which brings us to our Zach Wilson Heisman update. Strike that pose. It's time for another Wilson for Heisman update. That's right. NCAAF Nation 24-7 on Twitter as Wilson. Number two behind Florida quarterback Kyle Trask in its Heisman rankings. Mac Jones, Justin Fields after that. Uh, so... Zach Wilson continues to just show up everywhere. Just just look up Zach Wilson's name on Twitter right now. You're going to see lots of NFL fans going, hey, should we draft this guy? Bears fans frustrated last night during Monday Night Football going, we should pick Zach Wilson. People Photoshop him all the time in their jerseys. And pointing out, the last time that Chicago drafted a BYU quarterback, it seemed to work out pretty well. That wore a headband as well. How about that? Yeah. And just maybe... Jerem, while BYU is not going to be able to do much nationally, Zach Wilson can pad the stats. What if he does throw for 500 yards? It just makes all of those numbers look better. He passes for 80%. Oh, there's no way BYU keeps him in long enough Five to pass touchdowns. for 500. But, yeah, it's more the it's more the, uh, the numbers. Like completion percentage and t- overall TDs. His efficiency. Yeah, because I believe he leads the country in overall TDs, which is pretty cool. He is responsible to, for more points again, than any other player in America. That's pretty cool. 184, which I believe is 30 touchdowns and then a couple of two-point conversions. A couple of two-point conversions. He gets credit for those two, even though he passed. Okay, interesting. All right, uh, topic two. Drew Brees is going to be out a few weeks, perhaps a month or so, if not more, after reportedly breaking two ribs on the right side, three on the left side. Has a collapsed lung on the right side, too. Sorry, what? Drew Brees is having a worse day than you and I. Good Ugh. gosh. 
Is Taysom Hill going to be the New Orleans Saints starter this Sunday? Jerem, it could finally happen, but it won't. Jameis Winston is going to be the starter for the New Orleans Saints on Sunday and moving forward. This is exactly what we saw happen last year with the Teddy Bridgewater experiment for New Orleans, which worked out very nicely. 5-0, they beat my Seahawks on the road. He won five games and didn't lose and propelled the Saints into the postseason. New Orleans is 5-3 and three and very much in the car. Sorry, are they 7-3? and three. Regardless. 7-3. Seven 7-3. And three. Seven and three. They're very much in the conversation to win their division and this is why they brought in Jameis Winston, because they like the idea of Taysom Hill being a gadget player still, of being a Swiss Army knife. They're clearly not ready to go in all in in the middle of a season on Taysom Hill, which is why they did what they did last year with Bridgewater, got him a contract, paid him millions of dollars by going 5-0. and Jameis Winston is hoping for a similar thing. Yeah, they're paying million of dollars. Okay, so if Jameis comes in and be, and beats three of the four teams that they think he's going to play against to play the Falcons twice. Granted, Atlanta is getting better. But if they beat the Falcons and go three and one, then Jameis Winston's probably going to get a contract. This is his tryout for the other yeah. teams. Yeah. Well, he's the 30 for 30 guy. 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. That was impressive. It, clearly, Hard clearly he knows how to score the ball and turn the he, ball he's, over. He shares. Yeah. No, Jameis Winston is going to start. New Orleans is happy with their special packages they throw in for Taysom Hill. I don't see any uh, inkling of of Taysom Hill starting this game. Unless Jameis Winston gets hurt, Taysom Hill's not going to start a game this season. I'm kind of done with the Taysom gadget thing. He's only putting up 38 yards a game overall. It's not a lot. Paid a lot of money for him to not have yards and touchdowns. He has, what, two touchdowns and two turnovers, I think. I I want more out of uh, Taysom Hill. If, If he's the guy of the future... Why isn't he the guy now when there's an opportunity? I know that they would have to probably change the offense quite a bit to take advantage of his running ability. That's the thing. But why don't you have this in place if he's the guy? So last year, early in the year, or maybe it was the year before, Troy Aikman on a Fox broadcast said, oh, they think the heir apparent to Drew Brees is in-house. They think it's Taysom Hill. And we were like, whoa, what? Really? That's incredible. That's great. I'm so excited for this future. Where's this future? This is the second time Drew Brees has been hurt. And they're going, well, we'll go with the vet, which I totally get. And honestly, that makes way more sense than throwing Taysom Hill in there at quarterback. How many games has Jameis Winston started? Right. But he's not been a very good starter. But, but, okay, no, I agree with you. But why, why do we keep hearing the rhetoric that Taysom's the heir apparent then? When is that? Is it after Drew retires and that's it? Yes, I think Probably when you have time to point? make a wholesale change on the offense and spend an entire offseason going all yeah. in on Taysom Hill. Yeah, I just don't want to hear about Taysom being the heir apparent then because that's down the road. It's probably after this year. It, Drew Brees signed a two-year contract, not a one-year. And this is the second year in a row where he's going to be hurt for at least a month. He's, what, 39 or 40? Like, the time's probably where Drew Brees is done. Maybe he has a coronation season next year where he just gets the retirement gifts as he goes around the league and we can all celebrate Drew because he's awesome. He's been incredible, and what a good dude, right? But I'm kind of tired of the, is Taysom the guy or not? And if he's not the guy, he's 38 yards a game. Like, use him more. 38 yards and two touchdowns, two giveaways. Yeah. That's not a lot for a dude making 21 mil in two years, this and next year. I kind of feel like this is changing, uh, and my video gamer should appreciate this. It's like changing platforms. Like if you're a PlayStation person and you've grown up as a PlayStation person, you've had the Series 1, you've had the 2, the 3, the 4, and now the 5 comes out, you're like, oh, I'm going to get the PlayStation 5. That's what I'm going to do. This is kind of like asking New Orleans to say, okay, we've been PlayStation 1 through 4, 
and we've set it all up for this. Now we're going to go get the Xbox. I got. I don't. I don't know. I'm, how I'm just kind of tired this. of saying. Yeah. Oh, I know. Eventually, I'm going to get an Xbox. You are. You then, are. Then get it. Because what I don't like hearing is chatter forever. I want to see action. It, it's the comfort. It's like, oh well, we we've got a PlayStation Four and Drew Brees, and we know the PlayStation format better. So instead of going to an Xbox One, let's just go back to the PlayStation Three with Jameis Winston because we're comfortable and, with it. And I'm fine with that. And it makes sense. Like, what's the best thing for New Orleans to win right now? It's to play a guy who has started. Now, now if James Jameis Winston stinks, Taysom's right in. Yes, there, right. Yeah, but the leash is short. I, it makes sense. It makes sense. And it's been a minute since a BYU quarterback started a game, by the way, in the NFL. So if Taysom Hill gets that chance, it's going to be the first time in a while, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. John Beck, November 6, 2011, was the last time a BYU quarterback started a game. We thought it was Max Hall, 2010, with the Cardinals, undrafted free agent, gets in there for a couple games. It was actually John Beck with the, at the time, Washington Redskins. Uh, so there you go. Here's the backup. He I got like in. that John Beck. John Beck. Yeah. Dolphins, Redskins, Ravens. You know, he had a minute. So, yeah, it, it makes sense. I just want to see – I want to see Taysom Hill used at his full capacity. Yeah. Um, and we're not seeing that. It's 38 yards a game. It's n- almost nothing. If it's not going to happen next year in New Orleans, I don't know when. When is it going to happen? When it's going to then happen. Then it was false rhetoric. Yes. The PlayStation the Chad, to Xbox shift should happen over the summer in New Orleans. Anyone can say something. Not, do something. Let's go. Yeah, but you can't blame a guy like Sean Payton for feeling comfortable after spending an entire offseason like, reformatting the playbook for a guy like Taysom Hill. It's kind of like the Patriots going from Tom Brady to Cam Newton. Like, it's just totally different style. I was late in the game, though. They didn't have a full offseason with Cam. Yeah, and then you see the They've struggles. had, like, four years. You see some of the struggles. Well, I don't, just don't think Cam's that good. <laughs> there's, there's that, too. There's that, too. Our question of the day. Speaking of quarterbacks, is there anything that Zach Wilson and BYU football can do to improve their national status Saturday against a team like North Alabama? Let's hear from you, BYUSN and Voice of the Nation. This is... The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Butch Parker answers on Twitter, no. Sadly, they have risen as high as they can without help. Without another reasonable game, they will slide after a second or third bye week. By the time bowls are selected, BYU will be on the bubble for New Year's Six. We, as in BYU... Need another game. Hashtag BYUSN. I feel a little differently. I think if BYU gets to 10 by playing Saturday and then playing San Diego State, there's not going to be a ton of teams that have 10, and there's going to be even fewer than are, that are 10 and 0. I wonder if BYU is going to be one of three teams or something that's 10 and 0, and that will look nice. I, I feel a little differently. I don't feel like BYU needs a game. Plus, if BYU is going to add a game next week, November 28th, they have to announce it in the next couple days if they're actually going to do that. Now, we are going to talk to Tom Homo at the end of the show. We are not asking him about the schedule or anything. It's going to be about Kyle Morrell only, just so you know. But that's a question that uh, we would ask uh, if it wasn't sure, uh, sure. this situation today. Now, I think Butch is right in that BYU needs some help to raise the stock, and that can happen this weekend. Right. UCF beats Cincinnati. There's one spot you're in like there will be a group five New Year's six team no matter what. It's just right. whether they're above BYU. It's just BYU's yeah. the the team that's the team of non power fives. Right. Okay, coming up will snow college become a BYU pipeline again and the jerseys BYU's wearing this week. And your favorite Lego running back, Tyler Algier, joins me for a one on one conversation on BYU Sports Station. What does he want to accomplish on Saturday? 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, tonight, on BYU Football with Klein Stocky, the coach recaps Zach Wilson's season thus far, previews North Alabama, your boy Dax Milne is the player guest, and the compelling story of Nike, Mike Nascimento in Deep Blue. Was that a throwback to Smashing Pumpkins? Actually, it was uh, West Side Story. Oh, okay. Very good. I like that, too. Yeah. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. He has rushed for 710 yards on a 6.8 yards per carry average, nine touchdowns, including an unforgettable 86-yard beauty, pounding the blue in Boise. Tyler Algier is our one-on-one BYU Sports Nation all-access special on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Tyler, what was the best part of your personal bye week? Ooh, honestly, just resting up the body, getting all the treatment I can. Is the that that was that was the big one, I think. Hey, no no issue there. I mean, take all the rest time you need when you can get it. Um, when you are resting, is it actual rest? Are you sleeping? or Are you watching a ton of other football? How how much football do you watch during a bye week? Honestly, I would say that's that's most of the time, really, most of the time. And then after the re- after the re- after the football watching, after the resting, then you just play games and all that, just relax. So, does watching a lot of football make you want to play more, or uh, how do you how do you balance that? Because I know you're a competitor inside. So, what are the emotions like when you're watching other teams play? Honestly, it it, it kind of hurt, kind of hurt not playing this week, especially having that other bye earlier in the season, and especially two more coming up. Hey, Loki, Loki here, because everyone wants to be on the field, on the field and all that. But you know, you just have to take everything for take everything for granted. And make sure just and we just have to have our minds right. Yeah, we had the bye week last week. But you know, this week's this week's new week, and we all have to be dialed in to beat North Bama. Tyler Algier, BYU running back with us on BYU Sports Nation. Much has been discussed about BYU's three-week layoff. You just referenced it following North Alabama leading up to San Diego State. If it were your choice and you had the power in this uh, brokering, would you add another game? If so, why? Mm. Honestly, I trust the coaches and I trust the coaches and what's Tom, what Tom has planned for us. If they have another game and think we have a, think we should have another game, then I'm pretty sure Tom can work his magic and get another game. But if they think that we should just rest the body, especially coming off of pretty, pretty high street game like we have, then I think that's probably the best choice. But uh, I just trust our coaches and what Tom has in plan for us. That's an experienced answer, Tyler. I'm very, very impressed. Your coaches and your athletic director would be very pleased with that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay. Um, let's talk about North Alabama. How much do you know about the Lions right now? You know, they're it's a decent, decent team, but you know, they always they have their fire in them. They had uh they had their ups and downs, but you know, it's just just another week for just another week for us. That's for us to really tone in on the details, especially coming off that bye, just uh be doubting and be prepared to be prepared to beat them as we, as I think we should. Okay. Victory is obviously at the top of the priority list, but besides a victory, what else are you hoping to accomplish in a game that you will be heavily favored to dominate? Honestly, I've done a lot. We've done a lot of, especially the players. We've done a lot of just looking at past games and what we can fix. And especially for, especially for, for, for example, for me, I've, 
done a lot of watch film watching and all that. And just, uh, just really honing in on today's practice and just focusing on what I learned and then just dialing that into, into the North Bama game. And that should for sure help our, or help our success, or especially just it's like leaving yards on the field. That'll probably be the, be the main one, the main one to focus on. I know that we've joked previously about putting you over the century mark and getting you over a hundred yards. Well, you took care of the majority of that on your first run of the game against Boise state. You, you went over a hundred and then it was made into a Lego video. Tyler, did you see yourself in Lego form against Boise state? I did it. <laughs> I really, I, mi- I must've missed that one. Okay. No, I'll find, we'll find the video. I will make sure that we tag you in this so that you see yourself uh, in Lego form. Uh, the backstory there is I have a friend that is a Boise state fan who is just a master of Legos. And uh-huh. uh, we, on the result of the game, we bet if BYU win, you have to make a BYU video of my choosing in Lego form. And I, and I picked your run, man. So thanks for uh-huh. doing that. No, appreciate it. Oh, shoot. I mean, that's funny. <laughs> I know I know you got my back there, man. Very cool. Um, let's talk about your game and the progression. Uh, where do you feel like you've impressed or improved, rather, the most from game number one against Navy to this point of the season? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm, that's a hmm. – I would say really just, just honing down on my reads and all that. I think personally, just honing down on my reads and then – especially just honing down on, on the tracks, tracks and all that. Cause that's, that, especially that was the main one that I looked at, like I was watching film on because just fixing, fixing those just left a lot of yards on the field. So then just getting all the reads down, I think could have been a lot more yards, just not for me, but for the other backs as well. Let's talk about uh, the other backs, specifically one Lopini Katoa, the combination of you two has been very, very, very effective for BYU football this year. I know that's a lot of varies, but I mean, we're talking about historic numbers here. So why do you think that combination is working so well specifically? Honestly, we just trust, we just trust each other. We just trust each other, especially now that we've got Sion if you now in the back, in the, in the field too, but you know, it's just uh, me and Pini just trust each other, you know, whatever, Cause I don't want to just hone down on all the reps and then just me being tired and then end up making a huge mistake. So, you know, if I'm tired, I want to put Pini in and then vice versa. If he's tired, put me in, you know, cause, uh, cause you just want to be the freshest on the field. We just want to have fresh legs on the field and then so we can have more powerful and explosive runs. So, you know, just trusting each other all around just in the backfield is just, I think the main part. Tyler Algier with us on BYU Sports Nation. One of the unsung heroes of this BYU football team, specifically on the staff, is maybe Harvey Uma, who has taken over as running backs coach. What kind of an impact has he made for you and the running backs room? You know, he's just he's just a great guy in general, especially since he played running back. You know, he has <clears throat> he has the vision and he has the he sees what we see. He sees what we see really, you know, just Harvey's just a great guy in general and especially as a coach. You know, we really appreciate him in the in the running back room. How does your game compare to what he did when he was running at BYU? Hmm. I remember he was a <clears throat> he was a he was a power back. He was a power back. He had the he had the sequence speed and all that. So I think that's what we can we could probably compare each other, but I don't know. I don't know besides that. Hey, you're making a case for a speed back too, at least uh in terms of the Boise State play, right? Oh, I know, huh? Yeah, it's just that <laughs> that little secret speed and all that, but always 
Lives can be fixed. Very good. Tyler, congratulations on uh, an unbelievable start to the season. BYU is ranked number eight. In fact, let's finish with that question. When you see number eight still next to BYU, even when you're not playing, you remain steady in the polls. What does that mean to you? Honestly, it's a, it's a big step, especially for BYU in general. But honestly, I just think of it as, honestly, I just got to ignore the eight and just think about the next game. Cause obviously we have a bounty on our head. We're eight and no right now. And, uh, we have a bounty on our heads. So, you know, just every team wants to beat us and as they, as they should, I believe, but every team or every, yeah, every, everybody you should want to beat, beat a team, but especially, but we just got to focus on honing in on the details this week and then just beating North Bama and then just focus on this week. And then we'll see where everything else goes from there. Tyler Algier, just another star from Fontana, California. I don't know what's happening there, but we need more Fontana guys in the BYU realm. So let's work on that, shall we? Thank you. I appreciate it. You got it, man. Oh, and I almost forgot. Let's give you some karma, too. I can't, I can't let you leave this without some BYU Sports Nation karma. So take it and run wild, my friend. Appreciate it. Heck yeah. Tyler Algier on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. What he's done this season has been awesome. Because remember, he wasn't a full-time running back last year. Now he is. He's on scholarship. And look what he's doing. He's ninth in rushing TDs, 15th in yards, and he's 22nd in uh, yards per carry with those who have played at least three games. Think about that. He's like a top 30 <laughs> back in the NCAA. I, you look at what he's done, what Dax Milne has done, pretty incredible to go from role player to main player at that position pretty impressive how many guys have put up impressive numbers we didn't even mention Gunnar romney isaac rex just incredible year it's been a fantastic year one we'll remember for a long time man okay coming up a yoli child's top five tuesday with the nba draft tomorrow and will yoli's former teammate jake toolson make the cut for the nba g league he's shooting himself up the ranks this is BYU sports nation This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. I am Spencer. If you missed it, he is Jerem. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. I am Jerem. BYU Equipment released the uniform combo for Saturday's game. Navy tops, white pants, gray face masks, which they wore... At Houston, the Gifford Nielsen. Do you love it? Do you really love it? I love it because of the Gifford Nielsen face mask. I like the little nuanced changes that this BYU football team is all about. Like that. Okay, Billy Nixon with the leadership. Right, yeah. I like the leadership council and how they're kind of mixing things up from week to week. It's fun to watch as a fan and a spectator to see what BYU is going to run out of. Yeah, figuring out minutiae in a group of people in a committee will prepare them well for the callings they'll have after BYU. Uh, I, I like it. I think the gray face mask is cool. I think Navy's great. I do like Royal the most. Yep. I'd like to see a little more red. I would like to see some black by the end of the year. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that's like in the cadre of possibility, but I'd like to see that. We're going to do it bigly when it comes all royal. <laughs> I would like royal or black yes. at some point again. <laughs> With former Cougar Zach Erickson, BYU football alumnus, named the new snow football head coach, Jerem. Yes. Will a BYU 
from Snow College Pipeline once again form itself for the Cougars. It's kind of been a minute, right? There, there are a few uh, snow guys, handsome Tanielu, uh, Brett Kiesel back in the day, but Starlo Tulele and Garrett Bowles went to Utah. They were big-time players, right? Um, hopefully, BYU can get some good players. Zach Erickson down there, Jan Jorgensen, Butch Pau there on the staff, right? Come so, on, guys! Former Cougar. Let's go, boys! Bring him from the chickens and Ephraim up to Provo, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a natural fit. All of those guys still love BYU. Yeah. Butch, Jan, Zach. I know personally Zach is very invested in getting his players to the next level. So as a head coach, you want, him, want to see your players succeed. Right. But you know there's always that, oh, yeah, go to BYU. There's, yes, there's that little nudge there. Yeah. Get into BYU and then go to BYU. It, it should happen. John Rothstein listed BYU as one of 10 teams that will miss true home court advantage during this season uh, with no fans, although it's expected that perhaps just family at basketball games are still seeing that. Uh, what will happen? What will BYU miss the most without true home court advantage? Oh, that Marriott Center magic is hard to beat. You just think about the special wins that BYU had only a season ago in the Marriott Center, highlighted by that win against Gonzaga, and the game against St. Mary's was incredible. That was fun. I, you just The energy in the building is hard to compare to anything else unless you've experienced it as a person so yeah the like basketball is going to feel it more than football will will, will rather um i think just from a, a perspective of a spectator there's an intimacy associated with basketball yeah, right yeah. they're closer and whatnot yeah football you're a little more distant yeah volume the communication for the defense free throw defense which i know gregor ah, is big the on rock. no he's not it's not a thing but it kind of is a thing. Yeah, negative resistance when shooting poorly, momentum, the runs. Yeah, you're always going to miss all of them. That'll be a bummer. I miss the air ball chance. I don't know. Families, it's up to you. <laughs> air ball! Like, you're going to hear, like, so-and-so's annoying dad. <laughs> yeah. Rob, you suck! True story. A lot of that. Hey, true quick story. <laughs> Speaking of loud fans or loud fan, my older brother Trevor, this is not a joke, when he was at BYU-Hawaii, he was taken on road trips they paid for him to go on road trips to heckle the other teams. Oh, wow. <laughs> Trevor, you dog. He would heckle the other teams. No wonder they Does had to cut to be... athletics. They were paying fans <laughs> to go on the road. Does this need to be a thing? Can you, can you get think... somebody? Did your brother cost BYU Hawaii athletics? That Can you get someone the high-level access to go in the bubbles and just heckle other teams? That's funny. <laughs> Utah State didn't travel wild bill. That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay, let's stay with basketball. BYU's Jake Toulson. And he showed out at the NBA G League Elite Camp Combine Endurance Drill. Shot 78% game speed, three-point shooting drills. Is Jake Toulson going to make at least the NBA G League? I think he will. He's too good of a shooter. Ken Ken Palm had him as the fifth best shooter in terms of three-point percentage last year. 47%, bro. 47? He's too good of a shooter. He's too efficient on offense not to find a fit in at least the G League. I don't think uh, the NBA draft is a thing for Jake. Uh, I think that's fair to say, right? G League, and then maybe there's something internationally. The NBA would be incredible at some point for Jake Toulson. Yes, Jake Toulson will make at least the NBA G League. There's always room for an elite shooter, and Jake Toulson is an elite shooter, and he can dribble himself into his own shot. He can create his own shot. Got a little low post game. Exactly. Yep. I get he's, he's kind of a, this uh, fortuitous mix of skills on the basketball floor uh, with his versatility there. So, yeah, I think at least he'll make the G League. Okay, coming up, honoring the late Kyle Morrell. And a top five Tuesday featuring NBA hopeful Yoli Childs. What's number one? This is BYU Sports Nation.
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU North Alabama will kick off live Saturday, 3 Eastern on BYU TV. During the game, in addition to the traditional BYU TV and BYU TV app broadcast, there will be a second screen experience with Spencer Linton, David Nixon, Mitch Matthews. Unedited, just kidding. But uh, commercial-free conversation throughout the game. We're excited about this. Uh, you're basically going to be live for about five hours. Because you're hosting pre and post. So it'll be a five-hour experience. Watch the football game. If you need to use the bathroom, it's totally fine. They just talk. You leave. You come back. You can hang out with all of us. You know, you can watch. You can hang out with Dave and Blaine and Jerem. And then, uh, you know, if you don't want to watch commercials, you flip on over to us. We'll be, we'll because be keeping the conversation going. You'll have the game on as well. Yeah. And you'll be talking over it. But it won't be like play-by-play. It'll just be like more conversational. It's like yeah. watching the game with David and Mitch. Now, I've watched the game with David and Mitch. So fun. And, and it's very fun. Very fun. In fact, I might just wander over there. <laughs> I'm sidelining game. I may just go over there, too. Come come do a live hit. I'll be like, the second I have nothing experience. to do over there. I, no, I really will. When it's 56 to 3. Come on over. <laughs> yes. I'll be like, nothing's going on over there. <laughs> Welcome back again to Studio B. We are live on BYU Sports Nation. It is NBA Draft Eve, and to celebrate BYU's top Draft hopeful Yoli Childs, we bring you his top five plays all time in a BYU uniform brought to you by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Number five, Jerem. Let's go at San Francisco 2017 freshman year. One dribble, one-handed dunk over Jimbo Lowe. Is that a young Jimbo Lowe? Didn't have a beard. Oh, Oh, wow. Freshman Yoli Childs. Give me some of that. Okay. 23 and 17 in that game in a win. Number four. In San Diego, part of his magical senior season, down one with 11 seconds left. Yoli Childs, dunk you very much from TJ Haas to win the game. Yes, a game winner on an alley-oop 72-71. BYU survives in the Slim Gym. Number three, Gonzaga, 2020 senior night. Shot clock winding down. Yoli Childs told me, I don't know why I did this. I don't shoot this shot. But bang, (laughs) three-pointer, big game against number two, Gonzaga, 28-10. He made that shot over five-star Drew Timmy. The play-by-replay with Jake Toulson and Yoli Childs from this game is quite hilarious. Yes, you can see that on, uh, I believe, uh, BYTV.org in the app. It is available on demand. Number two. How about more from arguably the greatest senior night in BYU basketball history? Yoli's final points in the Marriott Center. Oh, from Connor Harding. An emotional, energetic, emphatic Throwdown to punctuate his career in Provo. BYU takes down number two Gonzaga, 91-78. Childs finished with 28 points and 10 rebounds in this game in one of the greatest wins in program history. Oh, it was so good. Okay, and the number one Yoli Childs play at BYU against Utah in Salt Lake. TJ Haas, Yoli Childs. Oh! Oh! The teeth grinder. Oh, my gosh. Yoli Childs throws down up and over two Utah defenders, and that's when we knew he was one of the best ever. Uh, Booth Gotch still recovering from that mental injury. And Novak, is it Topalovic? Topalovic. Topalovic. There you go. Yeah, I don't think Novak ever they have, recovered they have, they have not been seen since. <laughs> Booth transferred, okay? But Booth's like, Booth's <laughs> like I, I am out of here. I'm out! Yeah. Yeah. Those are the top five plays from Yoli Childs at Brigham. Now, we bring that up because the NBA draft is tomorrow. We're hoping that uh, Yoli Childs is the first NBA draft pick for BYU since Jimmer Fredette. Man, it's been a it's been, decade. It's been 
It's been a dead nine years. A minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Okay. Coming up, a rising shout-out to one of the best safeties to ever play. Yeah. A special tribute to BYU football all-time defensive great Kyle Morrell and his impact on the game. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, is there anything BYU and Zach Wilson can do to improve their national status Saturday against North Alabama? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Kevin L. in on Twitter accidentally play Alabama <laughs> instead of North Alabama. Remember when that was almost a possibility? Remember? Before the season, there was conversation uh, between Alabama and BYU. Oh, I remember. That would have been gnarly, you know. But uh, alas, the SEC said, nope, we're just playing conference only. BYU is so. compared to a filet of fish. Well, guess what? Yeah. They're a supersized filet of fish awesome meal. Yeah. Okay? It's going really well for BYU. I trust that dude. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going well. All good. Well, uh, today's Rise of Chowder is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Uh, BYU All-American safety Kyle Morrell passed away yesterday at the age of 57. He was battling ALS. Uh, Morrell played safety at BYU from 1981 to 84. He's famous for what's considered to be the unanimous best defensive play in BYU history, where at Hawaii in 1984, he jumps over the line of scrimmage, perfectly timed, to force a field goal and secure a victory in what becomes an undefeated and national championship season for Ugh. BYU. It is the greatest defensive play ever and one of the greatest overall players uh, plays in BYU history. He was a first-team All-American that year, uh, drafted by the Vikings in the fourth round uh, in the next draft. Lavelle Edwards said of that play, you could have tried it 100 times in a game and not timed it any better than right? the one time he did it. If Hawaii scores a touchdown there... Who knows if BYU wins that game? Maybe they still do. But that was an incredible situation for Comrell. And a couple of years ago, he came back with some of his teammates, Jim Herman and Robbie Bosco and Glenn Kozlowski. And they ran out the flag. They put him in a golf cart so he could run out there with the team. It was a pretty cool scene to have uh, Comrell, who for years we've heard about the great Comrell. And uh, unfortunately, yesterday he passed away at the age of 80, yeah, uh, we 57. We are remembering a legend today on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we think one of the top 20 players ever at, right. at BYU. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, first-team All-American. And who better to remember Kyle Morrell than his former teammate and longtime friend, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo, now joins us over Zoom via the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Tom, when I say Kyle Morrell, what comes to mind? Just one of the greatest kids to ever play with. Uh, I think it's – I've said this before, that people look at that play and it's his, like – his whole career is defined by that one play, but he made so many plays at BYU and he was a blast to be around in practice, to be around in meetings, to be on the plane, wherever you were with Kyle, it was a joy for me. And I was two years older than him. And I remember my senior year was his sophomore year when he first started. And he, he was a skinny little kid when he came to BYU from Beaumont high school. And it didn't take long for me to realize this kid's got pizzazz. He has everything it takes. And he, the thing, he gave 
everything for that team. He threw himself around like a rocket, and he would fly into 275-pound offensive lineman with that 170-pound frame. He was wiry, but he was tough as nails, and he was a physical kid. And I, I love him so much. And I tell you, uh, there's I, I can't name five better players than him on the defensive side of the ball. He's I one mean, of, there's, there's he, he's one of the top five for sure on the defensive side of the ball. And when I see number five, I think of Kyle Morrell. I really do. When anyone wears five, I think that's Kyle Morrell's number, right? And it, it was special. I mentioned it a moment ago, Tom, when he was able to come back with some of his teammates and run the flag out. It was kind of our last public experience with Kyle. That, that was a special night. It really was. Um, you know, he was kind of private later on in his years. And when he contracted ALS, it's a wicked disease. And uh, we all know it. Um, it was just... We, I'd talked to him, but I hadn't really seen him in a while. And uh, to be able to see him and just um, to be, he, he's somebody whose name should be up on that ring, ring of honor, if what they call it. Um, he gave everything for that team. And I just, that night was special. It was a, it was just kind of a quiet night, but we got to go up in one of the suites. We put uh, Kyle and his children up in that. And to be up in that suite with him during the game, I'll never forget just to have a, some of his teammates and Kyle up there. And it was sweet. A lot of people don't know how many young people he impacted coaching football after his BYU playing days. Uh, what made Kyle Morrell such a great motivator and coach and influencer of uh, young people? He really loved the game. He, he, he was, there's a lot of players that I've seen at BYU or really even in the NFL that are super athletic and they can do amazing things. But Kyle's one of a rare breed that has, like, instincts for the game, and he loves the game. And when you put athleticism along with those two, it's hard to beat. And he had it all. He, he had all those things on the field. He really he would have had a really nice NFL career. I think he was a fourth-round pick of the Vikings, but he got hurt right off the bat, a really bad injury uh, to his knee, and he, he couldn't couldn't recover from it. And um, he just kind of probably took all that passion and energy and, and instead of playing, took it to coaching little kids. Certainly defined, as you mentioned, by the play at Hawaii. Walk us through what that meant in BYU history for him to time that perfectly, I believe it was on third down, to get a stop and force a field goal and then eventually win that game and win the national championship. Um, well, I don't think if they would score, it changes the whole game. That wasn't fourth down. It wasn't the stop and we got the ball, but they had to kick a field goal. Um, obviously, this is a couple of years after I left, so I'm watching it just like you. The first time I saw it, my first reaction was, oh, the coaches probably were freaking out when he jumped <laughs> over the clock. I guess, you know, but knowing Kyle, what you would think of is, hey, they're not going to get a first down. They can move it an inch quicker, and the the calculated risk that he took, we don't win that game. There is no national championship. So I'm just looking at all those numbers right there and those players. He wasn't the only guy on that team that could ball. There was Leon Leon White and Kurt Govea were right there. Those are, that was a, that was one heck of a great team. Tom, we appreciate you taking some time with us to uh, remember 
legendary defender Kyle Morrell and uh, what he did for BYU, and uh, we certainly are going to miss him. Thanks so much for the time. Hey, one real quick thing. It's kind of cool, like just today, a lot of, of his former teammates are reaching out kind of privately, not necessarily on social media. But it's it's something about athletics that's really cool that here it is, you know, 38 years probably 35 years after some have played with him and, and the emotion and the impact that he had on us all those years later. And you just see it when he gave, um, you know, laid it out there for the Cougs all those many years ago for the four years that he played here, it lasts forever. And uh, his teammates are super grateful that they had an opportunity to play for with him. Well said. And, uh, we, again, thank you for taking the time with us as we look back on Kyle Morrell. We love you, Tom, and uh, appreciate all you've done for BYU Athletics, and we certainly love the Morrell family. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. All right, Kyle Morrell. That's it's a tough one, right? <clears throat> Kyle Morrell's one of those guys that has one of those iconic plays, and you see the emotion come out of Tom when you think about the memories that you have in certain periods of your life. Like, you think about the, I think about the people on my mission and at that time, and then the people in college, and then... Obviously, you're going to be a big part of my life, and, and when all is said and done, this, my story includes you, right, in several chapters. But the relationships you have with people, that national championship team is so tight. They got along. There is something about chemistry of a team that equates to being better on the field. Yeah. It just does. When you trust each other, um, there's a difference. You are better synergistically as a group, and Comrade was a big cog in that for the 84 title team. It's really cool to look back and see just how close they are. And I saw Lee Johnson and Jim Herman and these guys play with Tom. Yeah. When they get together, they're best friends. Yes. Those, those, Lifetime of Those relationships were, were bonded at BYU. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a special place where you can have those. Again, our thanks to uh, our guests, Tom Homo and Tyler Algier. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to the entire Kyle Morrell family. We'll see you tonight on BYU Football with Kalani Satake.